to um, talk about this evening. Recently, uh, my wife was caught speeding <laughs> to do her speeding course online. And she said to me afterwards, one of the things we found really fascinating was that the guy got, and her words were quite zen, uh, saying, um, when you're driving, you need to be very aware. You've got to pay full attention to what's going on. You've got to be mindful. Talk about that, she said. Kind of got distracted. I stumbled across this, which I hadn't looked at in ages. Um, it's in the back of uh, Dido Lurie's The Art of Just Sitting, uh, which is a great resource. Um, I'm, yeah. You can tell from all the little scraps of paper and the, the edge that I've... Um, I might have picked this up once or twice. In the back, there's a series of, um, what do they call foundational texts or something. Um, yeah, foundational texts. And they've got uh, the Satipatthana Sutra. They've got... Um, Oh, various things, anyway. And one of them is um, Bodhidharma's Bloodstream Sermon. And I'm going to say, I don't know a lot about the text itself. It's not a long text. Like um, a couple of other things that are attributed to Bodhidharma, it's in the form of a dialogue. And they don't have the whole thing in here. Uh, just, it's essentially just a couple of pages worth. Um, but I hadn't looked at it in ages, and I'd forgotten how how just unfussy and direct it was. And I thought, yeah, let's give this a go. Um, so I've got a couple of sections I want to um, read. And, um, and kind of chip in on. And if anybody's got observations or whatever, um, do feel free to um, uh, make a contribution. But um, yeah, so it starts. Everything that appears in the three realms, that's past, present, and future, comes from the mind. Hence, the Buddhas of the past and future teach mind to mind without bothering about definitions. And I remember the first time I read this, I was really startled by that. It was my, my first teacher, so years ago, a, a, a nun in the Deshimara tradition, used to send me, when I was an undergraduate, she used to send these letters um, to me and to other people there who were her students. And they were always entitled Ishin Denshin, From My Mind to Your Mind. And I just thought it was cute at the time. I didn't realize she was quoting uh, Bodhidharma. Um, and the, um, the student in, in this text says, if they don't define it, mind, if they don't define it, what do they mean by mind? And Bodhidharma's answer is this. And in a way, the whole text is, is his answer to what is mind. You ask, that's your mind. I answer, that's my mind. If I had no mind, that which asks is your mind. Through endless kalpas without beginning, whatever you do, wherever you are, that's your real mind. That's your real Buddha. The phrase, this mind is the Buddha, says exactly the same thing. Beyond this mind, 
you'll never find another Buddha. To search for enlightenment or nirvana beyond this mind is impossible. The reality of your own self-nature, the absence of cause and effect, is what's meant by mind. Your mind is nirvana. You might think you can find a Buddha or enlightenment somewhere beyond the mind, but such a place does not exist. Trying to find a Buddha or enlightenment is like trying to grab space. Space has a name, but no form. It's not something you can pick up or put down, and you certainly can't grab it. Beyond this mind, you'll never see a Buddha. Now, this was written 1,400 years ago, at least, I guess. Um, that's around the time when... Uh, Bodhidharma is attributed to have crossed over from India to China as one person, or it's kind of a collection of stories that represent uh, various people. Um, but of course, Bodhidharma's got this really central role in, in, uh, in, in Zen teaching, as is essentially the founder of, of Zen, the, the first of the Chinese patriarchs. But he serves that connection between the Zen tradition, you know, that, that East Asian thing that's now come to the West, um, and the original teachings of the Buddha, because he is said to be the 28th, question mark, this, uh, in the Buddha's lineage, right? Now, we can take aspects of this with a pinch of salt. There's certainly some historical faffing around with lineages and things like that, but but the job of Bodhidharma in kind of our founding stories is to, is to create that link, right? That, that what we are doing on a day-to-day -day basis is, is no different from what was taught, you know, by the Buddha originally and passed down by, the, by Bodhidharma and by the ancestors, from my mind to your mind, from, from Roshi to us. That it's, that it's the same thing. And maybe it's because I'm in academia, but I do, I get these, I get these moments of skepticism and, and real doubt, you know? How, how, can this, how can this genuinely be the same as what the Buddha taught, right? How can my mind here is sitting on the cushion moaning to myself about the fact that my bloody ankle's sore again, you know, or, or whatever it is. How can that be the mind of the Buddha? And it's really refreshing to come across texts that are oh, immensely old, and yet they read like they were written yesterday, you know, apart from the stuff around Kalpas, but it's really direct. It's really, it's not, it's not stuffing around. Your mind is Buddha, there's nothing else, stop looking anywhere else but in the here and now. And that's exactly what we're told time and time again. And, you know, I'm sure we'll be told many times in the future and one day maybe we'll even listen. But to, to be reminded that this is the same story that's come down, you know? It's, I find it, I find it really, I don't know, it's a relief to me that 
this isn't just some stuff that I don't know Roshi makes up because he's under pressure to have a talk for every Wednesday or whatever, you know. <laughs> that uh, that when you look at the text through the lineage, you you can identify it, and and it's not alien and it's not foreign, even though of course it is from a very foreign place and from a time you know long long ago but it's still about us later on he reiterates and he says to find a buddha you have to see your nature and whoever sees his nature is a buddha if you don't see your nature invoking buddhas reciting sutras making offerings and keeping the precepts are all useless fundamentally it's got to be about absolutely seeing where we are. The behaviors that we do are, they're fine, you know. And in fact, the very next sentence, he says, um, invoking the Buddhas does result in good karma and reading the sutras does result in good memory and keeping the precepts does result in a good rebirth. You know, obviously he's talking very much from his own cultural context there. Um, But he finishes and says, but no Buddha. There's nothing we can do. There's no action we can take, no program of behaviors we can imitate that will make us anything other than what we already are. And that message isn't new it's not some western reading of buddhism that is convenient for our slightly materialistic culture and all of that that genuinely is the message that's being passed down from bodhidharma and you when you look at the uh, the earliest scriptures you find that message again you know to find a buddha all you have to see all you have to do is see your nature. Your nature is the Buddha. And the Buddha is a person who's free, free of plans and free of cares. If you don't see your nature and you run around all day looking somewhere else, you'll never find the Buddha. The truth is, there's nothing to find. But to reach such an understanding, you need a teacher and you need to struggle to make yourself understand. Life and death are important. Don't suffer them in vain. There's no advantage in deceiving yourself. I like in that last bit, I'm not going to read any more of it. There's not much more in this book, actually. I like in the last bit that he avoids what I sometimes get a bit wrapped up in in myself. Like, if this mind is already the Buddha, then why bother doing anything? Why sit? Why do any of that? But, you know, Bodhidharma's clear. You've got to struggle to see but it's not struggling to do anything it's about being determined to be Stephen, Alistair, Stuart, David you know to really be here and now same old message time and again will you listen this time? <laughs> will I? don't know one day that's all I wanted to say.